Legal update briefings are prepared by the Nonpartisan Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. A legal update briefing is intended to inform legislators, legislative staff, and other persons interested in legislative matters of recent court decisions, attorney general opinions, regulatory actions, federal actions, and other occurrences of a legal nature that may be pertinent to the General Assembly's consideration of a topic. Although a briefing may identify issues for consideration by the General Assembly, a briefing should not be interpreted as advocating any particular course of action. 2016 Legal Updates College and University Admissions Affirmative Action Filed by the United States Supreme Court June 23, 2016 Fisher v. University of Texas at Austin Number 14-981 Background Facts and Prior Proceedings Prior to 1996 in assessing applicants for admission to the University of Texas at Austin, UT Austin, UT Austin's admission policy gave preference to racial minorities. After the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit held in Hopwood v. Texas, 78F3D932-1996, that, quote, any consideration of race in college admissions violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, end quote. The Texas legislature in 1998 enacted the Top Ten percent law which guarantees admission to any of the state's public universities to students graduating in the top 10 percent of their class at a Texas high school. Texas public universities filled the remaining incoming freshman class capacity based on an applicant's performance as measured by the Academic Index, or AI, a combination of an applicant's score on the SAT and high school academic performance, and the Personal Achievement Index, or PAI, a holistic review of an application that results in a numerical score. In 2003, the United States Supreme Court issued opinions in two cases relating to affirmative action at the University of Michigan, or UM, in Grants v. Bollinger, 539 U.S. 244, 2003. The court held that UM's use of race in its undergraduate admissions policy was a violation of the Equal Protection Clause because UM's system of allocating points for minority applicants, quote, is not narrowly tailored to achieve respondents' asserted interest in diversity, end quote. In Grutter v. Bollinger, 539 U.S. 306, 2003, the court held that, quote, the Equal Protection Clause does not prohibit the law school's narrowly tailored use of race in admissions decisions to further a compelling interest in obtaining the educational benefits that flow from a diverse student body, end quote. Post-Grutter and after UT Austin, conducted a year-long study of its admissions policy that concluded the policy was not providing the, quote, educational benefits of a diverse student body, end quote. The policy was revised to add a personal achievement score, or PAS, component to the PAI. The PAS is comprised of a review of an applicant's essays and supplemental material and an evaluation of the applicant's potential contributions to UT Austin's student body based on experience, activities, service, and other special circumstances. Special circumstances include aspects of the applicant's family and home environment and the applicant's race. However, the admissions officer who makes the final decision on an application does not know the applicant's race, only the applicant's PAI-AI score. 
A student, Abigail Fisher, who was not in the top 10% of her high school class, sued UT Austin and university officials claiming that she was denied admission in 2008 because she is Caucasian, a class she alleged is disadvantaged by the Holistic Review Process, or PAI, in violation of the Equal Protection Clause. The United States District Court for the Western District of Texas entered summary judgment in the university's favor, and the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit affirmed. The United States Supreme Court granted certiorari and vacated the judgment of the Court of Appeals in 2013 Fisher v. University of Texas at Austin, 570 U.S. Fisher, because, quote, it had applied an overly differential good-faith standard in assessing the constitutionality of the university's program, end quote, and so remanded the case to the Court of Appeals to review the party's claim concerning UT Austin's admissions policy under the correct legal standard of strict scrutiny. The Court of Appeals again affirmed the entry of summary judgment in UT Austin's favor, and the Supreme Court granted certiorari for a second time. Holding The race-conscious admissions program in use at UT Austin at the time of Abigail Fisher's application is lawful under the Equal Protection Clause. Issue. Does consideration of race as a component of UT Austin's admissions policy constitute a violation of the Equal Protection Clause? Analysis. Fisher set forth three controlling principles relevant to assessing the constitutionality of a public university's affirmative action program. First, a university may not consider race, quote, unless the admissions process can withstand strict scrutiny, end quote, i.e., it must show that its, quote, purpose or interest is both constitutionally permissible and substantial and that its use of the classification is necessary, end quote, to accomplish that purpose. Second, the decision to pursue the educational benefits that flow from student body diversity is, in substantial measure, an academic judgment to which some, but not complete, judicial deference is proper. Third, when determining whether the use of race is narrowly tailored to achieve the university's permissible goals, the school bears the burden of demonstrating that, quote, available and, quote, workable, quote, race-neutral alternatives do not suffice. Justice Kennedy, writing for the four-member majority, determined that UT Austin's admissions policy articulated concrete and precise goals, including destroying stereotypes, promoting cross-racial understanding, and preparing the student body for an increasingly diverse workforce and society. UT Austin's year-long study concluded its race-neutral policies and programs were unsuccessful in achieving UT Austin's goals. The gains in minority enrollment occurring after race was considered as a component of the admissions policy, quote, show that consideration of race has had a meaningful, if still limited, effect on the diversity of the university's freshman class, end quote. However, quote, the fact that race consciousness played a role in only a small portion of admissions decisions should be a hallmark of narrow tailoring, not evidence of unconstitutionality, end quote. The petitioner suggested removing the top 10 percentage plan cap, but Justice Kennedy posited that, quote, a system that selected every student through class rank alone would exclude the star athlete or musician whose grades suffered because of daily practices and training, end quote. Such a 
tactic would be, quote, in deep tension with the goal of educational diversity as this court's cases have defined it, end quote, and would create, quote, perverse incentives for applicants, end quote, such as, quote, discouraging students from taking challenging classes that might lower their grade point averages, end quote. Justice Kennedy observed, quote, the court's affirmance of the university's admissions policy today does not necessarily mean the university may rely on the same policy without refinement, end quote. He further opined, quote, it remains an enduring challenge to our nation's education system to reconcile the pursuit of diversity with constitutional promise of equal treatment and dignity, end quote. He concluded that, quote, it is the university's ongoing obligation to engage in constant deliberation and continued reflection regarding its admission policies, end quote, because no other suggested alternatives, quote, considered or discussed in the course of this litigation have been shown to be available and workable means through which the university could have met its educational goals, end quote. UT Austin, quote, has thus met its burden of showing that the admissions policy it used at the time it rejected petitioner's application was narrowly tailored, end quote. And as averted in the opinion, Quote, Fisher clarified that no deference is owed when determining whether the use of race is narrowly tailored to achieve the university's permissible goals, end quote. Dissents. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting opinion. Justice Alito also filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Roberts and Thomas joined. In his one-page dissent, Justice Thomas reaffirmed that, quote, a state's use of race in higher education admissions decisions is categorically prohibited by the Equal Protection Clause, end quote. He would overrule Grutter and reverse the Fifth Circuit's judgment. Justice Alito's 51-page dissent concluded that the majority failed to satisfy the strict scrutiny standard for the following reasons. One, evidence UT Austin relied on to prove the necessity of race-based admissions was identified three or more years after UT Austin implemented the race-based policy. Two, UT Austin's failure to keep data and conduct a study of the freshmen admitted under the top 10% plan, quote, demonstrates that UT unthinkingly employed a race-based process without examining whether the use of race was actually necessary, and three, circumstances the majority considered, such as, quote, that this litigation has persisted for many years, that UT's policy may have changed over time, and that this case may offer little prospective guidance, end quote, had no, quote, bearing whatsoever on the merits of this suit, end quote. Therefore, Justice Alito also concluded that UT Austin failed to meet, quote, its burden to show that the plan was narrowly tailored to serve compelling interests, end quote. Justice Alito opined that the court should reverse and send the case back to the district court. Impact in Iowa. Under the Race Neutral Region Administration Index, or RAI, approved by the State Board of Regents for classes starting in the fall of 2016, students applying to Iowa State University, the University of Iowa, or the University of Northern Iowa must achieve an RAI of at least 245 and take the minimum number of required high school courses in order to qualify for automatic admission. Like the Texas Top 10% law, the RAI does not consider race. However, Iowa students who achieve a score of less than 245 are considered for admission on an individual basis. Depending on the specific university, such consideration may include trends of performance and rigor of schedule, extenuating circumstances impacting performance, ACT, 
SAT, composite, and subscores, class rank, and class size. In a letter responding to questions regarding the admissions policies utilized by Iowa's public universities, State Board of Regents Executive Director Robert Donnelly stated that the court's decision in Fisher is not anticipated to have an impact on the Regent Universities. To read Mr. Donnelly's letter, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Click on Legal Topic Publications at the left, then click on Legal Updates. Click on the PDF titled College and University Admissions Affirmative Action, including Regents Letter. The LSA monitor for this legal update is Kathy Hanlon, Legal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-3847.